0: Hey
1: guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be discussing how to become a crypto millionaire the sustainable way. It's called hodling. We're gonna be talking today about knowing what you're hodling and knowing how to actually profit in these cryptocurrency markets. You know, there are a lot of different lessons that we can learn during a bear market like the one that we are in right now. One of the most valuable lessons that we can learn is that investing in ourselves, investing in our own education is actually the most profitable investment that we can make, believe it or not, more profitable than a Bitcoin, a Dogecoin, or even that Terra Luna currently sitting at a 50th of a penny. We have a lot to talk about today and we have a very special guest. We'll be introducing him here in just a second. HODL. It stands for Hold On For Dear Life. It comes from a misspelling on Reddit back in, I believe, 2013 when somebody was trying to say the secret to becoming successful in crypto was to hold and they spelled it backwards and said it HODL and the community dubbed it an acronym, Hold On For Dear Life. So that's what we're doing. We're holding on for dear life as Bitcoin is dropped. Down to twenty-nine thousand four hundred and seventy dollars at the time of this stream. How do we profit through a bear market? That's what we're going to be talking about in today's video. But I am joined today by T. Shroom. How are you doing? Better than
2: I deserve. Thank you, Mr. Ramsey. Good deal. You even look like him. You shaved your head. I appreciate it. Well, let me do the the Ramsey. Got it. <laughs> You're in debt. You're okay? in debt. You can't afford a new house. You can't. Hey, you over there? You trying to get a thirty-year
1: mortgage? Fifteen-year, all the way, son. You're going out of focus years now, all the way. I'm going out of. Camera didn't like your impression. Oh, camera didn't like my impression. I'm going out of focus, just like your finances. If you get a thirty-year mortgage, we're also joined as always by Smae. How you doing?
0: Hello, everybody. I would like so YouTube. <laughs> I just want to just note to everybody, YouTube is glitching on my end really badly right now. So uh, if you guys are seeing this, I love you guys. Uh, but I had to go to a different tab to actually pull up the chat. So I'm gonna read some green names Ooh. through perseverance. Persevering, persevering through YouTube trying to shut us down. Uh, here we have uh, Mike Markle, Sultan of Salt, Cash of Cats, Matt C., Why You Loud, uh, I Crypto Sekai, Grand Roofing Incorporated. Uh, so many great people. Uh, I just love all of you guys. You guys are the best. Go Celtics. They are, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Did I'm win? so happy about it. They did win. Yeah. So it now was all over. they made it past the Bucks. I am so thrilled. Who was not a square, Smiley? That's what we need to know. Uh, everyone was a square. Like, no, all Tim wasn't a square. Uh, Tim one in a square? No. Okay. All right, anyways, I don't think they know what square means. It's just people who showed up, because I invited people from the office to come watch the Celtics game with me, and guess what? No one showed up but Tim. I was so serving Tim's my country. Tim's a real country, Tim's ser- no, my, get out of here. Country. I was serving my country. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was serving my country. <laughs> I had a dinner with Sarah's family. <laughs> so also, we have somebody else to introduce, so Jeb, I'm going to let you do that.
1: Okay, well, we are also joined today by uh, the tax guy, Lorenzo. T- Lorenzo, how are you doing? Welcome to the show, my friend. Check it out you're Soon, the hodl. Oh, I don't know what hoddle. he's showing because I can't see it, but uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I hope hoddle, it's, it's a hodl. Hat. Hat. It's a hodl. You, it you see it now? Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Well, I can't Jeb see it. Jeb doesn't have a, I don't monitor, have a monitor. So. To see what you, <laughs> I'm talking to a disembodied Jeb, voice a right now who knows things hoddle. about crypto taxes.
0: It, you watch the video. It's a hat that says hodl, and it's a beautiful hat. Oh, it is a
1: beautiful hat. Okay. I see that. I see that. That's a good looking hat. Okay. Well, Lorenzo, we brought you on today because we want to talk a little bit about taxes and the cryptocurrency market. Before we jump into it, though, I do want to bring a word from the sponsor of today's show, iTrust Capital. Guys, if you're not protecting your cryptocurrency gains with an IRA in cryptocurrencies, and we might even talk about IRAs here in a second with Lorenzo, then you absolutely should be because they help you to defer taxes in a way that's very advantageous to you. Make sure you sign up for iTrust Capital with the link in the description box down below. And when you invest through their platform, you'll actually get a ton of different tax advantages. So make sure to check them out. If you sign up down below, you will get a $100 funding reward. We only take sponsors to the channel that we actually well and truly believe in. We believe in their team, we believe in their product, and we believe that they can bring you some service. But, Lorenzo, how are you doing, my friend? I like I Trust Capital, too. Really? Woo, Good. Yeah. Good deal. I trust, <laughs> I trust, I trust, I trust, is what I tell people.
3: Just to give a little bit more perspective on it, I mean, it's such a, a approachable tax strategy to open up an IRA and invest in crypto, especially now as everything's at a discount. I mean, things may go down even more, but it's, what a great place to continue to dollar cost average in in a tax advantageous way. And also, if you work somewhere, you can even roll over 401k or an existing IRA into a iTrust Capital IRA. And you also, if you have a business, you can open up a SEP IRA and have a, a business deduction into crypto, which is pretty cool.
1: That is really cool. Well, I Trust Capital helps you with your taxes and Lorenzo, you also like helping people with their taxes. So we're going to talk a little bit about that right now. The first thing I want to dive into, and thank you for that, by the way, The first thing I want to dive into is, you know. The the collapse of UST, the stablecoin that was built on Luna, has brought about a lot of fear in the cryptocurrency space. Luna right now is trading at a 50th of of a penny, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit here in a second. Not too much, but we're gonna talk about that a little bit. TerraUSD, the stablecoin that was built on it, is sitting at 11 cents. Should people now be avoiding stablecoins for tax optimization, considering Luna's collapse? And if so, what are some other strategies they they can use besides stablecoins?
3: I think if someone really wants to do their research on this, you should watch the congressional hearing that was done a while back. It's like eight hours long, but if you want to take the time, uh, watch the CEO of Circle, USDC speak, and you can see why, if there's any stable coin to be in, I would try and stay into USDC. They're backed by US treasuries, they're backed by dollar for dollar, It's they're practically a bank and you're going to start seeing regulation coming. I mean, it's, we're on the street, it's happening. I mean, after, after this, there has to be. So definitely if my recommendation would be, if you're going to be in stables, go to the one that's actually backed by something in USDC. I know Tether has a lot of, a lot of, you know, fun around it. There's a little, it's just not clear what's happening, but you know, right now, actually, I don't know if you've heard in the news with Tether, have you heard about the whole thing in Logano? No, Which, I haven't. Yeah. so. I mean, Tether Lugano in Switzerland is officially recognizing Tether, or I don't know if they officially did. I know they're speaking about it. We can do more research on it. But one of my friends is actually in Lugano right now, talking to the mayor tomorrow. So I'll get some more insight coming forward.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're trying to make it legal tender there. Yeah, yeah. that that's a yeah, it's an interesting move. Uh, so that so- Tether. In yeah. Switzerland? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a specific city in, in Switzerland, a city. Wow. but uh, I know that Tether they're based in the Cayman Islands and they use a Cayman regulatory agency. Or it's not even a regulatory agency; it's like a law firm down there. Then th- that's how they project accountability to their community. Whereas USDC, I believe, holds all of their uh, collateral with Morgan Stanley, which mm-hmm. you know, Morgan Stanley or. Uh, an Agency, Cayman Islands, Island. is Cayman, the a random in Cayman Islands law
1: firm. That, <laughs> people go to the Cayman Islands to get around that stuff. Yeah, that's very, that instills a lot of confidence down there. Well, you know, Lorenzo, you do my taxes, you, you help us with the cryptocurrent, with uh, the crypto Jeb uh, company's taxes, and you also help a lot of our, um, a lot of our subscribers with our taxes. So I really get to I really enjoy getting to talk about taxes with you because, you know, I'm not a tax guy. I've said that, I've shouted that from the rooftops. I am not, I'm I do not specialize in that. But I want to ask you something because one of the one of the founding phrases of this channel is that the best investment you will ever make is an investment in your education. I came up with that 4 years ago when I launched CT2A and I put that in the sales pitch for it. we've been saying that for a very long time. We're going to be discussing education a lot more later on in the show, by the way, for everyone who just tuned in. And by the way, hit that like button if you haven't already, let's get to 300 likes in the next 60 seconds. I know we can. Lorenzo, how valuable do you think education is on the tax front? How does education apply in that
3: side of investing? I mean, taxes, well, the funny thing about taxes is they're constantly changing. So if you're staying on the forefront of education in the tax industry, I mean, you're getting the latest and greatest news. So education is huge. Any CPA, as a CPA, I have to do continuing education every year for that fact. I have to do 24 hours in one specific area, or if I don't want to do one specific, I have to do 40 hours of continuing education every single year. Hmm. And so that alone should show like as the professional, you have to put at least 40 hours of continuing education every year as a standard just investor, you wanna do your education to understand where this is going because it's all fresh. Everything's new, regulation's gonna be coming. So I think it should be a point as we head into this quote-unquote bear market, do your research, put the time in, put the education to understand this. So when things do come and turn around, you're doing it in the most tax efficient way and keeping more money in your pocket. So it's not about how much you make, it's how much money you keep.
1: I love that, yeah, and I'm sure you do a lot more than 24 or 40 or 40 hours of uh, self-education. You strike me as an autodidact, a, a self-educated person who does a lot of that because you're trying to help people with. You're not trying to help people learn how to get like use an NFT, right? You're trying to help people figure out like much more advanced hack strategies. You're trying to help people in that uh, take it to the next level, you might say. So that's really good to hear that you do that, and I think that that's something that we all need to remember is that you know Lorenzo has to do 40 hours by federal law to. make Maintain his ability to do his job because it's more regulated than being a crypto trader. But if we're trading Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and if we're working in taxes, then we have to be spending quite a lot of time on self-education. That's why we preach that, and it's very important on the tax front.
3: Uh, Lorenzo, Jeff, before I move on, I do, do you that a lot of that? my clients. Yeah, already when I have conversations with them, it's like almost a coach relationship, hmm. but a personal CFO in a way to a lot of my right, clients. Right. Okay, and. I learned from them too, because you can't know everything. There's only 24 hours in a day. There's so much happening in this industry. You know, there's only so many you know, YouTube videos you could watch or articles you could read or you know, publications you can go to. So I'm learning from them too, which is really cool. That is and really it's, cool. It's starting to – it's almost like a – you know, like an avalanche because now it's starting to build because now I'm getting my clients learning, they're learning, they're they're calling me, they're sending me articles, they're keeping me up to date too. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. That's that's how the community should be built—is that we should be leaning on each other. Well, Lorenzo, we got about five minutes left here, but I just want to—I want to ask you something. Why should people have an IRA? Because we actually talk about IRAs quite a lot here on the CryptoJab YouTube channel. I Trust Capital being a sponsor, it's some, its a—it's a platform that we use. So, why should people consider an IRA in cryptocurrency?
3: I'm going to give people a good strategy for IRAs. Okay. So, I don't care where you're at. You could be making forty thousand dollars a year, forty million a year. You're either gonna be at a high tax bracket, a low tax bracket somewhere in the middle. There's Roth IRAs, which you pay the taxes right away and then it grows tax-free forever. Or there's the traditional IRAs that you take a tax deduction up front, but when you pull it out later in life, you pay taxes. So if you do both of these things, later in life, you can play this game. You don't, who knows what you're gonna be doing at 60 years old? I mean, Jeff. You're busting your butt building this YouTube channel. You're going to tell me when you're 60 years old you just want to like relax. You're not going to work. No. And who knows what you're doing at that point? You could be making a lot of money, so your tax rate could be high. So if you need to pull money out of an IRA, you pull it out of your tax-free bucket. Versus, let's say you're 60 years old, you want to relax. Then you, you're not showing a lot of money in the books. You could take from your you could pay the taxes because your tax rates low. But you're going to play this game of what am I doing? What's my tax rate? And which bucket should I pull from? And that's the beauty of an IRA is you can you can put money into these tax advantageous platforms, which is so much there's so many more advantages than just but well, just investing in a brokerage account. That's an immediate term strategy. This is more for a long term mindset, which is, I know it's something that you preach, so it's a good, it's a good strategy to you know to promote.
1: Right. That's phenomenal. Well, we got a couple minutes left here, but I wanna I wanna throw it to you on something and you can tell us a little bit of a story that you're telling us off off uh off off air. Luna's at a fiftieth of a penny. It's time to ape into Luna.
3: I think it's worth a little bit of risk. Just a little bit. Don't go crazy. I'll be throwing the house at it. But you know <laughs> Luna was at like a hundred just to give you a quick just story. Luna was at one twenty, it dropped to a penny. I had like twenty five hundred bucks in my KuCoin. coin. I was like Screw it! Put it in. It went up to two something. I it got like almost ten grand. I I sold half. Within like seconds, my half was down to like twenty eight (laughs) hundred bucks. Four hours later, my twenty eight hundred dollars was thirty six bucks. Oh my gosh! And I bought it at a penny. So then I threw a couple hundred bucks at it. Just a couple hundred dollars. I don't know. I woke up the next morning. My two hundred and thirty six dollars was almost five grand. I was joking around with my dad. We were in the car. I'd, every time I would refresh it, I'd lose 400 <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, bad. Right? That's crypto you know, for you. High,
1: refresh, high gone, refresh,
3: gone. Refresh, <laughs> <laughs> gone. High risk. Um, but listen... A lot of people lost a lot of money. A lot of my clients got hurt, and it's really, really terrible. I mean, Vitalik was uh, was talking about the FDIC coming in and saving every non-whale. Which is I a-
1: still can't believe he said that. That is so. That seems so unlike Vitalik to want a, fe- a government agency to come in and bail people out. That's so interesting to me.
3: I mean, it's a terrible thing. I mean, if you think about it, these people were supposed to be in a stable coin, and now it's— I know, it is. It's a horrible thing. Yeah, it's true. It's done, you know? So I can see a potential— meme coin or bailout? some sort of like run on this because so many people got hurt. Yeah. And it was so polarizing. It's like a Lehman Brothers type. I know, yeah, <inaudible> that's what
1: I was going to say. It's like a Lehman Brothers thing. You're going to have so Janet Yellen all over this and all over those stable coins in the next stable
3: months. coin regulation is happening yep. without a doubt. And it's something that's going to be we're going to have to talk about over the next six months to a year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I mean, how is that going to affect the market? Yeah when real regulation starts coming in.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's going to have a huge impact. Well, Lorenzo, we got to go here, but I want to ask you one more question. A little birdie told me you have a speaking engagement coming up. Can you
3: tell us about that? (laughs) I got got a few, but for the one is coming up right now on Thursday, on essentially the 18th, 19th, 20th. It's a crypto tax summit. Oh, wow. So I'm going to be speaking. uh, We're going to be talking about a few different matters about NFTs, some of what I'm doing with my clients, some strategies. It's in Miami. I'm in Miami here. Aventura, to be exact, but the 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 uh, conference is in Miami. I think there's a. I told you guys to put a little. This is some information. I told Greg to put a link or something if anyone was interested in coming down. Yeah, would, there's yes, a link.
1: absolutely. The link is in the description for that. CryptoTaxSummit.com, It's at the uh, it's at the top of the description, guys. Check it out.
3: Yeah, so if you want to come down, I'm sure if you want to do your research on what professionals are doing in this industry. And it's, that's the place to be at. So, you know, if you're coming down from permission lists, I know permissionless is happening right now. So if you want to take a a little drive down to Miami and celebrate, come, come see me speak a little bit, come meet face to face. I know a few of my clients are going to be there. So it'll be nice.
1: Yeah. Well, it's always fun meeting you face to face, Lorenzo. We had a couple of good dinners at, um, back in January at TNABC. Guys, if you haven't, uh, if, if, if you haven't figured out how to deal with your taxes yet, and you're sitting on a big portfolio, then you need to make sure that you're taking care of those taxes properly. And you know one of the biggest expenses that you have in any kind of investment circle is not your tr- your exchange fees, it's your taxes. You can end up paying 10, 20, 30, 40% in taxes if you don't have somebody who really knows what they're doing and is qualified to help you out. So I definitely recommend all of you check out Lorenzo. Lorenzo, there is a link for you and your calendar down in the description box down below. Guys, if you don't have a strategy for your taxes yet, even if you do, it's definitely a good idea to go and talk to Lorenzo. Lorenzo, what do they get when they hit that link?
3: Oh yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate coming down and chatting a bit. And yeah, it's it's really amazing what we're doing with some of the clients and it's saving a lot of money, you know, and, and even during this last dip, I don't really get hurt too bad because I was diversifying the right things. I had, I had the right ideas, the right strategies in place. And I mean, call it luck, call it diversification, but It really wasn't that bad for me. I feel bad for anyone who really got hurt because I have a lot of clients that got hurt. But a lot of us didn't do that bad either. So now we're an opportunity to, to really make money. This is where you start to make money during this volatility, during these low times. Like almost, if you just literally buy red and sell green for the next three years, I think you'll
1: make money. I think you're absolutely right. Well, guys, make sure to check out Lorenzo. He's got a calendar link down below for a free 15 minute consultation. So make sure to check that out. Lorenzo, we're over time. We're going to have to go. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Or excuse me. Thank you so very much for coming on the show. (laughs) We really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll have you back here soon, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Love you, man. Take it easy. All right, right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump straight. Wasn't that good? I I always love talking to Lorenzo. He's He's a really cool guy. Yeah, he is a cool guy. He is a cool guy. Have you met him in person, t Shroom? I have not. Had the pleasure. Yeah, he he hasn't come by the office yet. We met him at the, well, we knew him a lot longer ago than that, but we, we got to spend some time with them uh, down in Miami at TNABC in January. Went to dinner with them for a few times, had some drinks with them. I a, a had one, excuse me, want to be clear on that. Had one uh, and uh, had, some, had a good night and uh, talked about taxes. It was a really, really fun night. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and move on into some Bitcoin technical analysis now. We got a little bit of time left. Let's go ahead and take a look at Bitcoin currently trading at twenty nine thousand six hundred and ninety four dollars and Actually no change at the moment. That's it trading at exactly twenty nine six Nine four I believe my chart is frozen because bitcoins probably moving and trading view is not showing that it is for some reason Keeps jumping over to QQQ. We're not looking at triple Q. We're looking at Bitcoin Remember guys thirty thousand dollars is the level that we need to be paying attention to on Bitcoin and right now Bitcoin is not sitting uh, Above thirty thousand dollars actually below thirty thousand dollars and it's been below thirty thousand dollars for a while Looking at the five minute chart here, you can see that we've been below it for a little bit. We have some consolidation going on right now. I'm just going to go ahead and go to a clean chart, show you what's going on here. We have a level of support sitting at 29.50, uh, 29.250, and that's going to be pretty important because as you can see, Bitcoin is setting lower highs and lower lows, higher high, uh, higher lows and higher lows and lower highs, indicating that it is in a symmetrical triangle pattern. That's what we know as a bear pennant. If we extrapolate that bear pennant based on the local high at 40K, and we draw that down, then we're looking at a 17 to $18,000 price target. I don't think that's going to happen, but as you guys remember, I did call that the absolute bottom on Bitcoin could be between $20,000 to $22,000. So we want to keep that in mind that this Bear pennant that we're in right now may not push us all the way to the price target, but there is reason to believe that it could push us down to 20 to 22,000. Now, one of the things that Kelly actually tweeted out, uh, Kelly on our team, you guys will remember him tweeted out recently is this. It's called the Bitcoin Rainbow Price Chart. Really loving this chart. Go over to his Twitter, Kelly Kellum on Twitter you can see all of these different bands and what they mean all the way from red at maximum bubble territory all the way down here to blue. Basically a fire sale. And it's saying that we are getting into ridiculously important, powerful, buy, 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 buy state right now. But if we drop all the way down to about $20,000, which is right about where that's sitting, then we're going to be sitting in more or less a fire sale on Bitcoin. And following this chart, you've probably seen this chart in many different ways over the course of the last, you know, several years. It's more or less saying, hey, look, the bottom is ridiculously close, and now's a good time to be accumulating. That's what Lorenzo was talking about. Buy red, sell green. You're going to be fine. If you're buying in the red down here, and down below 30k, and you're hodling for the long run, then I think you're going to do very well for yourself. T. shrim what are some of the broader things that you're seeing on the charts and in the price of
2: Bitcoin? Where do you think we're going over the next couple of months, and how do we prepare for it? Well. It's it's really uh, it's it's a mystery right now. I mean, we're moving sideways. Uh, we did get that re- relatively large uh, red candlestick there on the daily, and you know that's it's provided a little bit of discouragement uh, for the market. But I would say you know it's just it, w- w- what we're looking at right now is there's a another set of strong hands at this level. And until that, those strong hands get futted out, you know, we're going to remain at this level. Uh, we did wick down to, what was it, 25,000? So I yeah. think that more likely than not, we'll, the market wants to go down and test that. That's just what the market does. Uh, it just wants to go down there and see, hey, can we go lower from here? You know, how, how does the market like like it when we're kind of tipping, towing around down at these levels? Um, and then it'll, it'll probably get bought up and then, and then maybe go back down again. But right now, you know, I just can't expect anything but continued sideways movement. Um and that's just that's just the technical side of it. But uh you know, I'd stay can continue to stay positive. I'm continuing to DCA in not just Bitcoin, but a couple of other coins and you know keeping my eyes on the technicals for sure. But where do you think that sideways movement
1: is going to happen? Are we going to be looking sideways around 30? Do you think we're going to be looking sideways around 25, around 22? And what do you think about all these different projections that are saying, hey, we could go down to 20 or
2: $22,000. Let me see if I can nail you down on a, on a, on a stance here. What, what are you thinking about all that? It's tough to say. I haven't really been, I'm not one of those traders that's been keeping numbers in my head, uh, specifically, I know that Tim loves to do that. Uh, I think 25, you know, we had that wick down there. I think that we could, we could trade sideways down there for a while. But I think honestly, I like where we are right now. I think the market's kind of comfortable. I think that we're, we have found some support there. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of support back there in, uh, what was it? uh, July of 2021 and uh, June of 2021. And then again in May um, going backwards in time. So I, I like where we are now. I think that we're just going to kind of hang out here. And then based on news, we'll, we'll go back down and, and test lower and then come back up, hang out here and then go back up and test higher. So, you know, around that 30, 30,000 mark, honestly, is kind of where I like, it's also where I won the, the HODL trophy at 36. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think we'll, we'll probably, a couple of weeks ago, I think we'll probably, we'll probably go back up and test that, you know, before we really start to break out into a new trend. But, but, but it, you know, I think we are in a bear a bear market right now. And, and we're going to we're going to see how long that lasts. It could be a lightning market happen very quickly. And then we resume upwards and uh, test new highs. Uh, but right now, uh, you know, I, I don't want to bring up the Fed. But that, that's, you know, until we get start to get new data, you know, from the Fed, we're just going to see how the overall market reacts and, and Bitcoin is going to follow suit um, or, or potentially lead the market. Sometimes uh, Bitcoin will lead the market on that news. But, you know, I like 30. 30,000 is kind of where we'll be sideways for a while, in my opinion, mm-hmm. going lower for seasons to test and going higher for seasons to test until we get some kind of really big uh, fundamental story or we develop some kind of really big uh, formation in the charts that that can't be ignored and will break out one way or the other.
1: There's only two things that are leading me to believe that we're going to hold 30K or sit around 30K and trade sideways. And that's one that we currently have not actually set a weekly candlestick below 30K. I mean, we're, we're up like $200 below 30K. I don't Think that really counts. You're still in the catchment area, the catchment zone of $30,000. But also, that ever since we saw this big drop down to 25K, we've seen a lot more interest in the YouTube space. I know, Smay, you've recognized that. There's a lot more viewership going on in YouTube right now. And that might seem like something that is, you know, irrelevant, but it's actually very important. The amount of people that are watching YouTube around cryptocurrency speaks to the interest of the retail in crypto. The whales aren't sitting here watching YouTube. And even if they do, they make up such a small uh, numerical part of the market that it doesn't make a difference. When you see a lot of people watching YouTube, it means there's a lot of retail. So there's actually a lot of retail interest in the space right now. And I certainly hope that's because people like you are considering loading up bags down here, but at 20 to $30,000. So those are the two reasons why I think we could hold 30 K. But to be honest with you, I think we're going to go back and back test the the 200 weekly EMA. It's currently sitting at uh, $27,000 we did test it once and that's a great thing because whenever we test the the, uh, 200 weekly EMA we normally bottom out and bounce around it but as you can see we do have historical precedence for going below it a little bit and then rallying above it and that has to do with the fact that what is really a lot better at, uh, showing where the market's going to bottom out is actually just a normal simple moving average, a 200 simple moving average on the weekly chart. And as you can see, the last three times in history that we bottomed out on it, well, we bottomed out on it. That's where the market reversed. And this moving average is actually not sitting at, you know, 20, uh, 27,000. It's sitting at 22,000. So there is an argument to be made that we could see Bitcoin go all the way back down to 22K. It did drop down to 25. I think you're going to see a lot of volatility in this range. I don't necessarily think you're going to see Um, a lot of sideways movement for a little bit. I think you're going to eventually see that, but the volatility is gonna start to calm down. You're gonna see volatility dropping off more than likely into a sideways accumulation phase because we call it a bear market, but to be honest with you, we're probably almost done with the bear market at this point. We're probably getting close to what we would call an accumulation phase on, on Bitcoin. And you're going to see that happen down here around these price levels similarly to what you saw in 2015 where we traded sideways and double-bottomed at about, what was that, 160 bucks, $200 and change. But let's go to full screen and let's go ahead and check in with the
2: chat. Uh, let's read some super chats if we have any. I don't know if we have any. We can just read some normal chat, though. Yeah, we, we don't have uh, very <clears throat> many, but there was one uh, oh, okay. new member, and I wanted to shout them out, Oreo357. Uh, mm. Welcome to Jedi Padawan. Welcome as a Jedi Padawan a Jedi, excuse me. I'm sorry. Jedi Padawan, a
1: little Padawan learner. Thank you so very much for joining. I have 16 million Luna. Does that make me a whale? You're still a minnow in the in the Luna space with 16 million Luna right now. That's that's uh, well, I mean if it goes if it doubles then you're going to do well. Um, you're going to turn $2 into 3 into 4, I suppose. But yeah, um, don't think that makes you a whale. Let's see. And let's see if there's any other regular chats that we can read. Uh, T-Shrim, do you have any final thoughts on, while I look for
2: some chats, do. do you have any final I thoughts? I do. If you, if you go over to my screen, Smay, I know you've been chomping at the bits to go over to my screen. So why <laughs> don't you go ahead and do that? I've got a little bit of a story to tell here. So if, you, if, if you're if looking at my screen, screen, this is the daily chart. And I've got Luxalgo pulled up and and uh, their, their reversal clouds, uh, I think is what they're called. But um, So May 9th. So this was, this was May 9th. This was when the Luna story came out and it you know they were still diagnosing exactly what happened with luna but essentially it looked like there was a bunch of bitcoin that got sold and whether it was over the counter or on the market, you see a huge sell-off. It, it reverberated through the news. People were seeing some on-chain, uh, regardless of whether or not that was peripheral selling or if that was actually uh, the Luna Foundation reserve. But uh, it, it, here, it didn't go lower. It really did. I mean, it, it did, that day, it did not even go come down to. Uh, it, it came down to look at that thirty thousand almost on the dot, right? And, and this is this is an argument it kind of against what Jeb was saying was that we're not going to go sideways from here. He's thinking we have we're going to move into another zone, whether it up or down, more likely than not down. And then we'll find some sideways movement. But my argument is, I think we're this is the sideways movement. This is where this is where it's going to be around this 30,000 level. And, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because we had a, a very big, I wouldn't say it Bitcoin fundamental, but crypto industry fundamental movement. When Luna collapsed, obviously it's all over the news, It's so saturated in the crypto space but look we, i mean we did when we when we wick down on the 12th of may it went down to 36 um and and again this is the daily chart went down to 36 and and that's kind of that's as low as it went during during this period right the fear only went so far that means that there's pretty strong hands here i mean what else jeb is gonna is gonna is it gonna take for us to push lower than something like a, a whole a crypto a top what was it top 15 crypto yeah. uh, project basically completely going to, zero, going to zero. Uh, what is it going to take to push us down? Well, what fundamental story could happen? I mean, Well, I think the fundamental
1: story right now that's pushing us down is an exodus of, in, of interest. We're just seeing a lot of people get bored in the crypto space and they're leaving. And I've talked about that on um, almost every show for the last month. That the reason that people leave the space is not because there's a fundamental problem with Bitcoin. It's because they don't understand why Bitcoin is in the first place. They don't understand, hey, Bitcoin is the most valuable, most powerful, most... <sighs> It is the only solution to one of the biggest problems that human society has ever faced, and that's the inability to store value into the future. You work right now, and you have to spend that money and keep it moving. You don't really have the ability to store value into the future. Bitcoin is the first proper solution to that, and the people that have gotten on that train have made a lot of money based on how much they've invested in themselves and based on how much they are willing to, uh, how long they're willing to hold. So it's very, very important that people understand that. Uh, With all that said, though, let's go ahead and move on to our next uh, topic here. We're gonna go ahead and discuss, uh, and I see your super chat, by the way, Tom Wilkes. We're gonna keep moving, we're gonna read that here in just a second. Thank you very much for that, though, buddy. But We're gonna move on into our discussion segment, but before we do, I wanna bring you a word from one of our sponsors, which is Unstoppable Domains. You have obviously heard of Unstoppable Domains. Unstoppable Domains are decentralized, and once you mint an Unstoppable Domain, Nobody can take it from you. Think of your domain as your keys to the world of Web3 and crypto. You can use your domain to send and receive crypto, which is really, really, really cool. It's safer, more convenient, and less error-prone than copying and pasting your long wallet address. Human readable. It is a human-readable domain versus copy and pasting long wallet addresses, and it makes crypto practical in more physical world situations. You can host a decentralized website or NFT gallery on it for free through the Unstoppable Domain website builder. You can already use your vo- domain to verify your humanity and log into some decentralized applications, just like SSO, except you control your own data and identity. That's really cool. And this feature will be expanding. There are no renewal fees for the domains, which is great. With traditional domains, you have to do that every single year. You own your domain forever they also have free minting so make sure to check out um unstoppable domains don't miss out on getting your identity locked in in web 3.0 once you buy the domains they are yours and no one can take you take them from you and they are backed up on a blockchain it's not like a dot com where you have to rent it and you can lose it because you don't really own it because dot com believe it or not is actually built on a centralized um organization called ican Unstoppable domains are completely decentralized, so make sure you check them out. The links are in the description box down below. But let's go ahead and jump on in here to our discussion segment. What's the big idea, huh, guy? What's the big idea? The big idea is that you need to know what you're holding and you need to know what you're hitching your wagon to. T. Shroom, can you intro us here onto our discussion?
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you want to jump onto my screen there, Smee, I know you've been chomping at the bits. You need to get another opportunity here. Jump over <laughs> to T. Shroom's screen. Uh, so while, you know, while the market's taking uh, a little bit of a correction here, uh, some would say little, some would say big, uh, the UK crypto platform Platform fetches 50 million valuation with backing from Goldman and Barclays. So, uh, you know that's the headline. Uh, United. Kingdom crypto trading platform Elwood Technologies, founded by hedge fund billionaire Alan Howard, said it raised $70 million in a Series A funding round, co-led by Dawn Capital and Global Investment Bank, maybe you've heard of them, Goldman Sachs Incorporated. Elwood, in a statement, said that other prominent investors like Barclays PLC, BlockFi Ventures, and some other banks that you, you may find uh, credible... The investment was part of Elwood's first outsized fundraising, and would value the five-year-old company at roughly 500 million, mm. according to the Financial Times report. So you can come back up, and we can begin our chat on that. So uh, these, uh, this Elwood. Uh, is essentially this a uh, trading platform that's kind of at the same level of like Coinbase, kind of at the same level of uh, X- FTX. You know, it, they're they're really big leaguers, and uh, right now they're they're trying to you know get up and get running. And, you know, the market is really liking what they're seeing and specifically the the section of the markets that liking what they're seeing out of a offer to the uh, UK market and a trading platform is these huge banks, these huge institutions, uh, Goldman Sachs and Barclays PLC. So uh, what do you think of that, Jeb? Do you think that this signals a, a bearish, a continuation of bearish movement? Or is this, you know, a kind of a line in the sand like, hey, you know, we hitched our wagons to crypto you know, we're, we're going forward.
1: No, I think that what we're seeing here is that this is another one of those fundamental developments. At almost every single day in cryptocurrency, we have one of these stories, one of these big stories. I'm not downplaying this. This is a big deal. That We see one of these big stories that doesn't affect the price action in a bullish way. And this goes right back to what I've been talking about, where we say, look, these bullish stories, such as an ETF, they act as catalyzers. They act as catalytic events to, to accelerate A bullish narrative right now there isn't a bullish narrative there's a bearish narrative so right now what's acting as catalytic events well bearish stories are acting catalytically you look at Luna just completely disintegrating and now the. by the way somebody just pointed out the circulating supply is way higher right now I don't believe there were 6.5 billion Luna in circulating supply back a couple of months ago they uh, back a couple of weeks ago they've changed that this was a very bearish story and it led to a lot of people getting hurt and the bearish story catalyzed the movement to the downside because that was the trend that Bitcoin was already in. You can tell what trend you're in based on what kind of news story catapults it. If a bearish story moves the market to the downside, then you're probably in a bearish trend. If a bullish story doesn't move the market to an upside, then you're probably in a bearish trend and vice versa for the bullish. If the bearish doesn't do anything, you're probably bullish. If the bullish does something, you're probably bullish. So this is a big deal. Th- this is not a small little story. You know, This is the development of the exchange ecosystem in cryptocurrency and there's a lot of big uh, names getting into it. The problem is the market is bearish. So what did we just say? Bullish stories are not catalyzing bullish movements to the upside right now because we're bearish. That being said, this is still bullish. So how do we make sense of that? Well, this is still bullish insofar as it's going to have an impact long-term. The fundamental value of Bitcoin just grew because more things are being built on top and around Bitcoin, but it's not having an impact on price action right now, or at least it doesn't seem to. But eventually it will. Every time we have a bullish narrative, a bullish story like this, what we're seeing happen is that the intrinsic value of Bitcoin goes up. Bitcoin's price stays lower. And so the IVG, the intrinsic value gap, that's a coin that's a term that we coined here on the channel, uh, or that we tokened here on the channel, but I'm chiss, uh, tokened or coined here on the channel. The intrinsic value gap is growing, meaning that when Bitcoin does go into a bull run, when Bitcoin does go into a big movement to the upside, it's going to have a lot further to run because it's more undervalued. So these stories are not having an impact on the price action right now, or at least
2: it doesn't seem like they are, but they will. You just have to have patience. Right, exactly. And uh, Matthew McDermott, who is the global head of digital assets at Goldman Sachs, he said, uh, and I quote, and you can go to my screen if you'd like, SMAE, uh, it- As institutional demand for cryptocurrency rises, we have been actively broadening our market presence and capabilities to cater for client demand. Our investment in Elwood demonstrates our continued commitment to digital assets, and we look forward to partnering to expand our capabilities. So that's, ex- I mean, that's exactly what Jeb was saying. It's like, you know, they're, they're not uh, getting cold feet here. They're n- they they could have easily paused this deal, right? We could have not had this headline now, that $50 million that's chasing this project could have said, hey, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're gonna look elsewhere, we're gonna look at oil right now, oil's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't, they, you know, they, they stayed committed, continued commitment to digital assets. And that's coming from the global head of digital assets over at Goldman Sachs. You know, they're looking at this industry, they're getting clients knocking on their Door, they're saying, hey, we want and by clients I mean other banks, other uh, institutions, uh, saying, hey, we want a legal means to to ask to access and invest in these digital assets that we're hearing so much about. Can you help us out? And they're saying, you know, yeah, we we will we'll will. And, and their UK clients, you know, will be able to do that once we launch Elwood. Hey, by the way, you know, do you want to invest in this Elwood platform? And some people are saying yes to the tune of 500 million dollars.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting you bring up oil there because oil is actually a great antithetical market to. What Bitcoin is right now, even through the like, track with me here, even through the downtrend on Bitcoin. The institutions have not put the brakes on at all in investing in crypto that's the one bullish the one major bullish thing that we've seen the institutions have not slowed down in the slightest they're speeding up there's more institutional investment going on in the platforms and in the cryptocurrencies themselves right now in bitcoin than we have seen in a very long time it is continuing to grow despite the retail not being here you know what the institutions even the oil companies themselves are not investing in new drilling it's not happening. Why do you think oil is so expensive? You, the, you know how quickly uh, you know Saudi Aramco and OPEC and uh, United States shale uh, uh, shale can turn on new drilling and drive the price of oil, de- uh, price of gasoline down to two and a half dollars in the United States when it's sitting at four fifty. We're talking about in a matter of weeks that could be done. Why is that not happening? You'll see how this is all connecting. Because the people in the oil industry realize that the oil industry is dying as renewables are starting to take over energy so they're taking profits out of the space. They're allowing for prices to stay super high instead of doing more exploration and allowing prices to stay high so they can take profits and then go and invest it in something else. That's what all these people in the oil industry are doing. That's what the oil companies themselves are doing. They're taking profits from the oil and investing in renewables. Some of these oil companies you don't realize are some of the biggest investors in renewables as well because they know they're going to be out of a job in 30 years. What's the point? The institutions that are sitting on billions of dollars are smart enough to realize when an industry is dying like oil and when when an industry is exploding like cryptocurrency. And on top of that, the institutions in both of those industries are smart enough to realize when something is permanent, i.e. a downtrend in oil in the next 30 to 50 years as the world moves more towards renewables, and an uptrend in the next 30 to 50 years in Bitcoin. You see, in the oil market, There is a short-term opportunity to make a ton of money and reinvest back into the space. They're not doing that. However, in Bitcoin, there is a short-term opportunity to make a lot of money and reinvest back into the space, and they are doing it. You see the difference there. These institutions, these power players, these multi-billion-dollar investment companies, they realize the difference. They see the long term. So how do we track with them? How do we follow their lead because they know how to make money or they would not be sitting on billions of dollars? How do we follow the whale's lead? How do we be the little suckerfish that follows along on the big shark, on the big whale? How do we do that instead of trying to swim off on our own and come up with our own strategy? Why don't we just follow the people that know what they're doing and have made billions of dollars? And track with them while also doing our own thinking for us. Well, that's what we want to talk about today is how do you know what you're hitching your wagon to? Do you want to hitch your wagon to oil right now or do you want to hitch your wagon to Bitcoin right now within cryptocurrency? Do you want to hitch your wagon to Bitcoin? Do you want to hitch it to Luna? That's what we're talking about. How do you know what to hitch your wagon to? This is really important because we don't want you guys hitching your wagon to the wrong project. We don't want you getting involved with a scam coin. We don't want you putting all your money in a meme coin. We don't want you selling your house right now and buying Luna on the hopes that it goes back to $120 and you'll make millions of dollars. It's probably not gonna happen. So how do we do that? That's the question on the floor. So T-Shroom, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to add to the setup of our discussion here?
2: Well, so it's, it's a story of not losing faith, right? It's a story of understanding your convictions and going with them, right? Sticking with them. Right. So I personally, what what have I been doing? I'd like to answer that question. So I've been I've been doubling down. I've been buying more Cardano and I've been DCAing both Ethereum and Bitcoin. Right. And I also have been dipping my toes in Solana, but not uh, absolutely loving it because it it has been swinging lower. And I think the reason why Solana has been swinging lower relative to uh, coins like Ethereum and Bitcoin is because it's it's not as uh, decentralized, right? And and I think that uh, it kind of goes back to my argument that the folks that are remaining in the market right now are, are actually pretty well-educated, right? They, they kind of understand what, what Bitcoin is and what the staying power of the technology behind it is, uh, specifically Bitcoin. And so I think that's kind of why we're staying around this 30,000 level pretty well. And it's being, uh, uh, you know, you see a lot of elasticism back towards that, um, even with a big story uh, like Luna collapsing. And uh, whereas Solana, on the other hand, it doesn't have that, you know, it, it's fast and, you know, it's new and they're paying for a lot of marketing, but it just doesn't have that, uh, that same staying power that Bitcoin does. So uh, while I'm DCAing uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano as well. You know, uh, salon is just not one that I'm looking uh, to as much. Uh, I started to dip my toes into it, and and you know haven't li- been liking what I'm seeing. Uh, so that that's kind of what I had to add. Uh, there's there's a there's a lot of merit to sticking to what you believe in. You know, if you if you're just on a whim, you know, buying something because you read a single article about it, and then it goes down, and you just fearfully uh, sell, you sell for a loss. You do that again and again and again, and you call yourself an investor. You're lying to yourself. Right, but if you can hitch yourself to something that you believe in, when it goes down or when it goes up, you you don't. It doesn't really matter, right? Because you're because you're actually believing it, and you're and you're buying it for an investment. Now, if you're trading it, obviously it's a different story. But yeah, that's kind of the way I'm seeing it. So when you're hitching yourself to something, you know, look at these look at these banks like like uh, Goldman Sachs and Barclays PLC, right they understand the technology. And the people that, make, that are making the decisions, they may not, but they pay someone on their, on their staff that really intimately understands it. So they trust them to, to, to tell them and say, hey, this, this, this Bitcoin, this blockchain, Ethereum, this technology, it really is going to be the backbone of the future of Web 2, of Web 2, Web 3. And we, and we don't want to give up on this deal that we're doing in the UK with Elwood, right? We want to keep this going. And so those decision makers, they just keep going. And so similarly to you, are you going to keep going, or are you going to get cold feet and, uh, and back out and miss out on something? You know, that, that could be something that makes you a millionaire.
1: And we have three points here, guys. Let's go ahead and go back to one of the things he said. You got to have faith in the project that you're working in, and that's very, very important. But how do you have faith in a project? Because it's very easy to have faith in Dogecoin. It's very easy to have faith in Bitconnect. It's very f- easy to have faith in Luna. Easy. And I'm not going to sit here and say that everything that happened to Luna was obvious before it happened. I'm not trying to say that, oh, if you had have just studied Luna more than you would have known that was going to occur. No, not necessarily. Luna was the darling of cryptocurrency for a while there. And now it is, you know. <laughs> dead. It's a dead project, and I don't think just studying Luna really, de- really intimately would have necessarily showed you in hu- in, uh, befo- in foresight that 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 it was going to go to zero. We, that-
2: we, we actually, I hate, I hate, to cut off your your train of thought there, jib But we actually do know that that's true because we, I personally researched a whole video on Terra Luna. Right. And I didn't pick up on the fact that this was this mechanism was not making going to make sense.
1: Well, that's future. what I'm saying is that yep. even if you had it, that's what I'm saying. Even if you had researched it, there's still the opportunity that you'll do your research and it you, you, you'll still get burned. That's the point I'm making. You know, as, as he just said, he researched an entire video on Terra Luna. I'd done a lot of research on it. I was starting to re- look into Do Kwon and learn more about him because he was looking to be another Charles Hoskinson. Now he's unfortunately going to be. Uh, what's the guy from BitConnect that shouted from the stage? BitConnect.
0: Uh, BitConnect. Bitcoin-
1: I have no right idea there. what his name is. Sorry for all the headphone users. But I know he's drums cried. out. yeah, I know it's rallying cry. <laughs> my, my wife doesn't even believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> what, anyway. <I'm> <laughs> what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Golly dang talk about some memes in cryptocurrency. We got some spicy memes anyway. Point is. You could have done your research. Let's get back on track. You could have done your research and still gotten burned. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing your research. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be investing in your education. Here's the point of our application part of our discussion. How do we apply what we're talking about here? How do we make sure that what happens to Luna or at least try our best to make sure that what happens to Luna doesn't happen to us? And uh, the same thing for people that were in BitConnect. That one you could have seen coming. Uh, Number one. Invest in your education. It's the best investment you'll ever make. We talked about that with Lorenzo earlier. We've been talking about it for the last four years. I firmly believe the best investment that you will ever make in cryptocurrency is an investment in your education. And the reason for that is because if you don't know what you're doing, you're never going to know what you're doing. That, uh, you know, speaking in plain sense, that's kind of what we're talking about here. I, you, you can have all the tools that you want and be a heart surgeon. You open up somebody and you don't know what you're doing, that dude is going to be really messed up if you let me try and do open heart surgery on him because I have no idea what I'm doing. I need to go and invest 12 years in my education before I start doing open heart surgery on somebody, right? If I want to be a master carpenter and make these beautiful wooden sculptures, then I need to invest in my education. You can give me all the tools. I'm going to know what I'm doing. I'm going to make an absolute mess out of it. It's going to be horrendous. I I have to invest in my education. That's why rule number one of investment is invest in your education. And that's why he was talking about invest in things that you have faith in. But how do you have faith in something? By researching it, by investing in your own education. You have to do that. It's non-negotiable. You have got to invest in your education. You can lean on people like us. We are an educational source. We are an informational source. That's one of our best practices for this show. Is we want to bring people the most educate, most informational and educational content possible. That's what we try and do. That meet meets the intersection of what they want and need to know. That's one of the things we read before we go live. Help people uh, have the most educational, informational content possible that meets the intersection of what they want and need to know. That's what we do. We want to invest in our education so we can help invest in yours. So rule number one, invest in your education, lean on other people that are ahead of you. You know, we might be behind you. Maybe you guys been in crypto for, you know, 10 years. I've only been in for five years. Maybe you are coming to teach us something and that's great. We want to learn, but maybe we can teach you something. So that's why you come to a channel like this. That's why you go to a place like club DeFi. That's why you go to a place like other YouTube channels. That's why you go to a place like investopedia. So you can learn. You need to make sure you're investing in your education. Rule number one, rule number two. Have some go-tos. Have some cryptocurrencies that you strongly believe in. Do all the decision-making beforehand. Don't wait until game day to decide, oh, what player are we going to make against, I don't know, I'll make up Boston. I don't know, I I don't play sports ball. But, you know, you're in a game. You're not trying to figure everything out in the moment. You've done your research. You've studied the team. You've said, hey, they got this player who does this thing. Let's see if we can counter him in this way. You can tell I don't know anything about sports, or I'd be using actual analogies. Uh, Let's make sure that Tiger Woods knows how to go up against Michael Jordan so that he can beat Babe Ruth on the soccer field. No, I'm joking. Anywho. There's a couple of errors with that (laughs) statement, Jeb, and and I'll tell you why. Okay, tell me. Okay, sounds good. It's all the same game, right? Anywho, have some go-tos. Make sure you've done your research in advance. Make sure you've invested in that. And, And what's the application in crypto? Well, the application in crypto is make sure you know, okay, I like these three projects, so that when it goes into a dip, I.e., when you're in the game, you're not trying to come up with the play during the game. You've already made the plan. You're already working on the plan. Don't go into battle and try and figure out, oh, okay, we're gonna do this now, we're gonna do that now. No, no, no. You should have figured that out six months ago before the battle started. So that's what we're talking about in crypto. Right now is the time to be doing the planning. The bull market will kick off in three, six, twelve months. I can't tell you exactly when, but it will eventually. When that happens, you need to one, have invested in your education. Two, you need to have a plan and you need to have go-tos. You need to say, hey, I want to invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum because I know those are solid. I'm thinking about Solana because, hey, it's a decent smart contract platform. But I have these concerns, so I'm going to be a little more hesitant on that. Cardano, love Cardano. If it goes down to 30 cents, then boom, I'm going to buy it right there. Have some go-tos. Have a plan. Have some solid foundational cryptocurrencies that can make up 50, 60, 70, 80% of your portfolio. And then, finally, after that, you can start taking risks on smaller projects. You might say, okay, here, here's a rank number 211 coin. <laughs> Just joking. Terra Luna's rank number 211. Probably don't want to invest in that. Here's a rank number 200 coin that I'm gonna think about investing in if I see it do well. And I'm gonna put 2% of my portfolio in that. Number one, invest in your education. Number two, invest in big caps that you've already thought about. And then number three, invest in the small caps. That's the whole point of what we're talking about here. And through all of it, so long as the fundamentals are the same and the fundamentals are growing, how do you know? Know that through investment in your education, have faith in those projects. Make sure that you don't jump ship just because the price went down. If the fundamentals are just as strong as ever and the community and the uh, growth of the market in that specific cryptocurrency is just as strong as ever, then have faith in the project um, because you got to
2: give these things time. That's my thoughts. T-Shrim, what are yours? Yeah, exactly. And, and having go-to's uh, doesn't always have to be crypto, right? It could also be real yeah. estate, could also be equity markets, could also be starting a, a new business, a lawn service business or some kind of low barrier entry business. You know, it's just how can I, in a time where, you know, my money's locked up in uh, crypto and, and DCing or other investments, how do I continue to make money to support myself? And uh, hopefully you've made the wise decision not to invest with money you can't afford to lose. But, you know, what does it look like, you know, now that you're, you've you made that wise decision, you're on the other side of it, and you're just, you know, you have a large sum of money that may be at a loss, right? Maybe, or maybe, you know, just barely cutting even. But you know that you want to keep it and you want to stay in your investments, whether it be crypto or elsewhere. Well, you have to you have to stick with what you know. You have to uh, have go to's um, not, and not just plans for go to's, but well trodden paths for yourself. Now, this is where age and experience is going to come in. Right. If you're fresh out of high school or in your first or third year of college or something like that, you may not have a quick way to make money or a reliable way to make money. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, when I was in college, I delivered pizza, right? That was a very reliable and fairly lucrative way to make money. Now that, you know, that's uh, that's a, an immature version of what uh, Jeb and I are kind of trying to tell uh, talk about with have go-tos. Uh, but that's, it's purely age and experience, right? If you're if you're somewhere in high, uh, post high school, uh, you're not going to be able to go sell a house, right? The, but but there are a lot of people, especially in the United States, especially right now in this housing market that can flip a house pr- fairly quickly, right? That's that's a that's sticking to what they know, and that's a having that's their go-to. For some people, it's hey, I can I can uh, repair a car very quickly, right? So they put an ad on Craigslist, you know, uh, discounted auto repair, and they can make money that way, you know. So whatever it is, you know, you need to have those go-tos, and those go-tos are distinct from. Uh, making big risk plays or staying out of the market altogether, right? So then, that number three is uh, take is then having uh, being able to take higher risks, right? So looking into more extreme altcoins, uh, smaller cap altcoins, and I would say, and I think Jeb would agree, this is not the season for that. This is not the time right. for that, right? This is the time to the sticking to what you know. And those those uh, things are the, your go-tos, right? So I, th- I think we've uh, hit that uh, pretty well. And and the takeaway uh, today, you know, uh, uh, is essentially to hodl through the FUD, yeah. right? Is right. is. You know, right now there's a lot of FUD, especially with what happened to Luna, and rightly so. You know, this isn't. Uh, you know, we, we say uh, FUD, but this is this is actually a real fear story with Luna. You know, this is something that that is uh, generating real fear. There's real people that you probably know, if you're in the crypto community, who have suffered losses, potentially significant losses and, and even devastating losses, right? Be there for them, but don't let this be something that makes you sell out of something that you have convictions for. Um, and, and if you find yourself that you're just, you're not strong enough to do it and you have to make that decision, you know, uh, take some time for yourself, you know, and and, and we hope to see you circle back. Into the crypto space, uh, and 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 maybe you need to see um, more optimistic news. Maybe you need to see something to believe it. But uh, as for Gemini and, and for SME and 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 the team here at CryptoJeb, you know we already have seen enough of what we need to see. We believe it, and uh, we're we're just happy for you to, to be on board with us uh, this far. So uh, hodling through the fud, right? You know it's 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 a real story with Luna, and uh, but what we're finding out, and we're actually going to talk about this in the afternoon video is that Luna and Bitcoin have a ton uh, of things that are not in common. And if you're watching this video, or if you're watching this, you probably already know that, but uh, this video that we're gonna we're gonna do this afternoon is really drilling in on the specifics of that. So, um, you know, that's yeah. the takeaway and, and there'll be even more to come this afternoon.
1: There you go, guys. We'll look forward to that. The key, the key takeaway here, guys, very simple. HODL through the FUD. There's a lot of FUD in cryptocurrency right now. And sometimes it's not FUD. Sometimes it's just true. Like when when, when Luna dropped down to a penny, that's not FUD. That's, that's an apocalyptic event. That's what that is. It is FUD, but it's also true. The, there's a lot of FUD around Bitcoin that just isn't true. Is it true or not? How do you know? We'll just check the fundamentals and see, did the fundamentals actually change or did they not on Bitcoin? They have not on Luna. They have, that's one of those differences. And we will talk about that in this afternoon's video. Guys, we're about to jump in and read the final super chats, but I want to bring you a word from one of our sponsors, CoinChange. Guys, you want to become an, a successful DeFi investor. I know you do. Well, you can do so with just two clicks over on CoinChange because CoinChange allows you to earn interest on your crypto and they have made it incredibly easy. When you sign up, you're only going to get a $40 USDC entry bonus. And with CoinChange, you can get up to 20% yields on stable coins like USDT, USDC, Bitcoin, Ethereum and more. All of your money is stored on chain. The crypto custody is done with Fireblocks. I've met some of the people from Fireblocks at TNABC. Really strong company. A lot of great companies that use them for their custody. You can yield and earn on their accounts. Funds are in a DeFi protocol, which are on chain. There's no lockups, and your funds are immediately available. They don't keep their funds off chain with any third parties. If you want to sign up for CoinChange and start earning yield today, you can do so with the link in the description box down below. I highly recommend it because it's a much better idea. Not a much better idea, but it is a good idea to store some of your cryptocurrency in a place where it's generating yield, because what you don't want to do is just sit on your cryptocurrency and miss out on yield that you could be earning. You could be earning 20% right now every single year on CoinChange, but you're not doing it. So why not put a little bit of your, not all of it necessarily, but why not put some of your cryptocurrency into CoinChange, allow some of that yield to build up. And now, without even having to touch cryptocurrency, you're going to be earning more Satoshis. You're going to be earning more Ethereum. You're going to be earning more of whatever it is that you want to earn over there so check out CoinChange because you don't want to miss out on the ability to earn some of that interest using those DeFi platforms they've got a great team of researchers that help to pick the projects and the way that they're investing so make sure to check them out don't miss out links in the description box down below but let's go ahead and jump into our super chat
2: segment and we're going to wrap it out yeah super chat from earlier Tom Wilkes donated $20 and said enjoyed yesterday's video Jeb hopefully now the joke that was made after Miami about Matt C and the booster chair Makes more sense for everyone. Yes.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, he made that joke a couple of weeks ago about Massey in a booster seat. No. We, when we had lunch, uh, Malachi was sitting in a. Actually, I don't think Malachi was sitting in a in a high chair. Maybe he was. I don't remember, but yeah, he was. He was sitting in a high chair and uh, uh, Malachi, my son, was trying to steal food off of Matt C's plate. And Matt C was like, oh, so cute. It's fine. We're like, Malachi, stop it. C, Matt's like, nah, don't worry about it. It's all good. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate that. It was a great time uh, with you down in Miami and you and uh, Brad Geidel and Matt and everybody. So thank you for that, my friend. Yep. Yeah. awesome. Oh, then and we- by the way, Tom, thank you for buying lunch for both of us, for all of us twice. I, I just want to give a shout-out to Tom Wilkes and how generous he is. We went out to lunch two days in a row, and there were about 10 people at both lunches. He picked up both tabs and wouldn't even let us put the tip down. That's how kind and generous Tom Wilkes is. So shout-out to you for that, my friend. You would never brag about that,
2: but I'll brag on you for you. What a guy. Well, what a guy. We've got two other uh, uh, Super Chats here, uh, one from Thunderheart slash gaming donated $2. Stock market could pull cryptos down more. Pionex? I think it already is. I don't know what
1: Pionex is, but I think we are already seeing that happen. You got Amazon down almost 50%. We were actually going to talk about that with Lorenzo, but we ran out of time. Uh, Amazon was sitting at $3,700. I actually have it up right now. Dropped 45% in half a year. That was a pretty big deal. So, yeah, I think the stock market
2: is already doing that. Yeah, and Pionex is a centralized exchange that provides 13 types of crypto trading bots within the exchange. And that's all I'm going to read. Uh, you know, that sounds like something. Okay. Sounds like something that you could look into. For yourself, um, um, what you got? I, I th- uh, shell? Hmm? Uh, shell. Yeah, it, 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 more than likely. Yeah, so, like uh, Martigen Sables Martine. Donate. Martine, it? it's like fine Martine, Martine Sables, like a fine wine. Like Martine. a fine wine, Martine, Martine Sables is. Yeah, I don't know where to go He's donating five euros is he's what he's doing. five euros. And he's donating that to say, are we not to expect a rise seen Australian BTC ETF? Which well, is a good question.
1: That's a good question. We talked about that last week. Like I said, bullish narratives work in a bullish market. Bearish narratives work in a bearish market. Right now, All the bullish stories are doing nothing because they're catalyzers. They're catalytic events. They help a reaction go faster. They help a market go faster. But Bitcoin's not going up, so the bullish stories aren't doing a whole lot right now. That's not to say that it won't have an impact. It will. It just hasn't yet.
2: Yeah, it's just we're building a stronger and stronger foundation for the next bull run. But the other thing to keep in mind here, Martine, Martine, Martine. is that uh, the biggest uh, economy, I don't know where Australia ranks in the world economies, but it's it's not giant, right? It's not giant uh, like the United States, China, Japan, or the EU. It's not one of these uh, really big ones. So the effect that uh, even a spot etf because i believe he's referring to the spot etf that's gone live there in australia i think there's several of them it's australia's not, right number 13 1.3 trillion dollar gdp very close it's, yeah so it's not going to move the market it's really not now if a spot etf in the united states launched that could be the catalyzing bullish event right that could lead us into a new uh, bull run but uh, the fact of the matter is if if you're an American or if you're in the EU or if you're Japanese, it's not like easy to make an account in Australia and then open a brokerage and then uh, start trading Australian equity or uh, yeah Australian uh, ETFs and equities. Like it's just not night. It's not a, a turnkey thing. Some people might be able to do it, but I mean, when was the last time you opened up a bank account in a foreign country and started trading their equities? Can't like, say I've ever done that. Yeah, that's not a that's not a thing that people. Can't do. say I've ever done that, Mister Ramsey. So. Uh, and then we've got one from Ben Freeman, just donated straight up five bucks, which we're extremely appreciative. Thank you, Ben. And I do Woo! I do have one more comment that we could read, but several. uh, we're, we're, we're What's that? We have several, actually. Yeah, we're going to go through all of them. We're a little over time, okay. but we want to make sure we read so them. So I've got one more that was not a super chat, and I don't see any more. So if you're seeing any Okay, more, I got a few. Go
1: Matt ahead. C. donated and said, It's fine. It's great to finally congratulate you publicly, Dad. Oh Well, thank you, Matt C. I really do appreciate that. I'm, uh, I am, I'm very blessed. If you guys haven't seen the video that I uploaded yesterday, I'm a father, and I am very, very... Very blessed, and uh, you can see all of my thoughts on that over on that video. I'll leave it at that for the sake of time. Mike Markle also donated, said, Love this week's Between Two Coins at Matt C. Is my hero, and it was awesome to see... Oh, he's my hero too. Matt's my hero. It was amazing to see him get so much love this weekend. Great episode. Good job to you guys. Shout out to Between Two Coins. Goes live on Saturdays. Make sure to check it out. It is an absolute hoot. Martine Siebels also donated, again said, Ah, good to know. Thanks. And my name is Dutch, lol. Your name is Dutch, I thought your name is, was Martine. Hey, hey, uh, Got on with the dad jokes. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Woo-hoo. Uh, I need a minute to recover from that one. What the heck? That's just mean. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have done that. No, it's okay. It's
1: That's okay. Like- if you're no, doing today's stream, make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 750 likes in the next couple of minutes. By the way, because we got so much love in the chat today, make sure to go subscribe to Crypto Vet. He's in the chat every day. He's trying to run a YouTube channel. He's doing a great job running a YouTube channel. He is growing. Make sure to go subscribe to him. Guys, that's all we got for you today. We will see you in this afternoon's video. But before we go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next episode, the next video. Peace.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJab. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McPhee Media.